1: 2 weeks ago we were definitely not wondering if there were two wins left on the schedule. We were 100% confident. We absolutely never wavered in our belief. Now, um
0: I mean, almost just poetically uh numbered episode here. We the Cougs flipped it around <laughs> on us. That's true. And this is, is podcast. This is podcast. It's like you're a professional everyone, or something. I know. This is podcast episode Stop, well let the professional work, man. Stop fucking interrupting me. <laughs> this is Podcast Versus Everyone 180, Ow. episode 180. Cuz we're doing yeah. a flip. The Cougs are good again. Yeah. Uh yeah. I'm Craig Powers with me as always is Jeff Newser interrupting me trying to do my intro here. What what uh, what else are you going to do? Um but yeah, so yeah, bowl eligible, six wins. Woo! Uh as the 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 football account on social said seven years in a row which you know seven actual seasons where there was full bowl yeah. schedules yes in a row um that they have gone bowling which is pretty incredible if you think about it how many years uh between 2003 and uh 2015 there were or, you know 2013 and then uh and then another off year and then 2015 uh to only have and, and you know from that 2013 to 2015 span only have one or two six win seasons only one of them that was a bowl season that didn't end in a in a winning record um obviously this could still end in a losing record but but you know, they're sitting here at 6 and 4 they have two games left two tough games you know two interesting games I'll say at least um and but yeah it felt really good you know coming into the game we were talking about all day like Gonna feel real nervous if they don't get this one. You have Arizona on the road and you have the yep. Apple Cup at home. Like if you don't get yep. this one, it's gonna feel like this could really spiral out when you were sitting there five and four and just needed one more of the next three. But to to really not to leave not really any doubt except maybe got a little hairy at the end and maybe it would have been a little bit hairier if uh Arizona State's long snapper wasn't kicked off for targeting in the first half. Um yeah. score would have looked a little bit different. I will say, hey, I predicted twenty eight twenty-one and maybe if ASU's long sna- I I didn't I didn't predict ASU's long snapper getting kicked out for targeting in the first half. Yes. Um so yes. they couldn't kick kick extra points anymore. Um, yeah, apparently not. Yeah, which is wild. I you know, we were we were debating a bit over could did they never really have like I could see maybe the punt snap would be harder, but I guess the the, the field, field goal snaps snap is, pretty easy but
1: I don't know yeah, I mean I've done I, I it guess, like I was yeah, I, I was a center and a long snapper uh when I was in high school and I you know I wasn't good at it but like like field goal snaps are not particularly challenging it's um, 7
0: yards and I, but I yeah I don't um I guess you know coaches don't want to take a chance and they probably I guess so. we're at least we're at least going to hit a extra you know two-point conversion but apparently WC's two-point conversion defense was on point um but yeah like what a what a start to the game what a first half um coming out uh, I it, it, every reason to be like a little nervous a little you know the the weather is is not good man official attendance only 24,000 it felt like more than that, given what they say 24,000 for other games but yeah uh, I don't. Maybe, maybe underneath me on the alumni side was pretty empty. It could have been, um,
1: maybe. Which is yeah. which is strange. I mean, I know we've been over this before, but like, I mean, you know, sort of a peak start. I know it was cold. I know that was the one thing. It was very very cold, but still, you know, kind of a peak starting time, and it's not like it was uh, rainy and windy really. So I, I don't know. I kind do of a think, bummer.
0: Like, I, I do think like if there were some parents in town. Families in town that were thinking about going to the game because there were still tickets available. They still get tickets when they saw like how cold it was. They're like, I don't want to sit. I mean, it it was cold. Like it, yeah, it, it was, was legit. Very, it was very cold. Like, it, it, and to sit in thirty five degrees for four hours is cold. Like, yes, there is no, absolutely no way around it. You're going to get cold. Um, cause, yep. um, you know, I had friends that were down in in the club and they were like, we're just been hanging out in the club. It's too, we didn't, we didn't dress well enough for this. Like it's not, um, so there's like watching on TVs, but, um, you know, we had to, you know, I had to put a sweatshirt on and a suite with the windows open. God, it was, oh. it was, it was tough. You guys, uh,
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> man, pray for Craig hashtag pray for Craig. <laughs>
0: Uh, but, yeah, it was – I mean, it was cold. Like, we were tailgating. It was very cold. Yeah. It was and, legitimately uh, not warm. And I and I would not be surprised if there was people who were like, yeah, I can watch this on TV. So I don't really want to go <laughs> to that game because yep. Pullman was packed. Like, there were so many people there. Anywhere you would go, yeah. all the restaurants so that, you know, uh, all the bars, uh, you know, Crimson and Gray. Any, like, Crimson and Gray, when I got into town about 2.30 uh, p.m., I I made made that my first stop as many people do cuz you know like football the game the, that day will get away from you and so you just want to get that crimson and gray trip out of the way um and it was the most insane like that parking lot can get pretty insane but that was the most insane I've yeah. ever seen it um yeah. so yeah I was thinking man like maybe we'll have this big crowd and and truthfully from my side looking over at the students and looking over at the um you know the alum seats over there like it looked like a pretty good crowd, so I don't know twenty four thousand given that I think the utah game they said twenty one thousand and I would say the, the yeah. uh, attendance was uh, there was there was there was definitely more than three thousand more people there than uh the the utah game um yeah. but yeah you know you're starting twelve forty kickoff time um i I don't know but you you could you could see how the You know, maybe the players can come out like they know they want to get that bowl clinched and they want that Arizona State, their quarterback we talked about last week has been playing really well. Uh, But they really came out and especially defensively early, like set the tone. And they said, yeah, like you're not you're not doing anything today. And to the point where that quarterback that had been tearing up the last few games got pulled yeah. in the middle of the game.
1: Yeah. Well, either pulled worst... or he might've been injured. Uh, it was yeah. kind of tough to say. Cause he got, he, he really got whacked on that. Uh, yeah, Brennan, Brennan Jackson, Jackson sack. And then he just sort of looked, I mean, he looked terrible before that, but that was pretty He's early. Really, yeah. And then he, he, he just sort of did not look right at all. Yeah. His, uh, his, that.
0: his interception was real, real bad. That was, uh, that, that was, yeah, he, he, uh, he just stared, 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 stared. And like Shaw just, that was like probably the easiest pick that Shaw Smith Wade will ever get in his life. Like he would just like stared that thing down and, and yeah, it was just, it was nice. You know, we, the only, the only really game that has shaken our faith in this defense is Oregon, but every other game they've really, they've, They've made teams play worse than they normally play, or they've just totally, you know, really shut them down for long stretches. Um, and you know that there was there were some, you know, less than impressive. You know that they, they gave up some big plays in the in in the second half, but no. the offense wasn't do, offense wasn't doing them any favors in the second half. No. Um. And you know, and so, but still, like this is this is definitely the. I, I think like if you're giving it to one side, like the, the, the defense really um showed out in this game. And like I said, like Arizona State recently with that new quarterback had been playing a lot better and they really didn't give them anything in the first half when he was in there. Um you know, overall what they were at uh I think around five yards a play, like right at right at five. Um yep. defensively. Uh, really good defense. You know, create create a turnover, create a, create some really big lost plays. Um, really should have scored a you know a, a touchdown on that fumble. If not for an incredible play by Arizona State's offensive line, yes, to pick that Holy ball crap!
1: Up. It what? Yeah, like he like uh, I think it was the tight end, but he like scooped it yeah. up with one hand. Yeah, and like like it was like incredible. Like he just grabbed it. It was the same guy who scored the the big rumbling fourth down touchdown. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like, and I think that, you know, it's kind of funny. There's those little moments like where, um, you know, Jake, so Jake Dickert this week in his coaches show talked about how talented Arizona state was. And he's like, you know, honestly, they might be as talented, just pure talent is, is really anybody in the conference and all this stuff. And, and so sometimes you see that sort of thing, pop out, right? And that's one of those where you're like this, you know, giant. I mean, I don't know how big that dude is. He looks like he was probably 260. Like he was a big guy. Um, big, athletic, nimble guy, you know, chases down that ball, scoops it, you know, scoops it with one hand, just one big paw, you know, same guy later who, you know, ends up eluding three tackles. I mean, WSU is mostly to blame for that one, but still, you know, it's, it's so yeah, it was a great, great play. Um, that, you know, really easily could have ended up in, in a touchdown for us. So. Yeah. The defense was so good. Um I, you know, I, I don't put much, I I don't know how much stock to put into the second half, but I'm inclined to really not put any um in it. I don't know about you, but it's like, I, I just sort of feel like, uh, you know, yes, it happened. Yes. It sucked. It wasn't good. It, you know, whatever. But for me, there comes a point where you're at in the season and you're like, okay, we're we're 10 games into this thing. Like we know who they are, right? Exactly. Like there's two games left. We know who they are. We know who this defense is. That second half was not, you know, So, however you want to explain it. And there's, you know, a number of different directions you could go to explain it. I mean, it, you know, if we want to try and come up with reasons, you know, I think I'm always a big fan of the simplest reason. Right. The simplest reason is the game was the game was over. Like that's um, not that, you know, teams can't come back from 28 points down because they certainly can. Um, but I think Arizona State. You know, th- this isn't you know Arizona or this isn't UCLA. Uh, you know, however many years ago with you know all the all the guys they've got and Dorian Thompson Robinson and all that stuff. Um, you know, it, this is th- this is us and, and this is them, and they they're not good, and they've got an interim coach, and you know all of those things, and so you just kind of go, eh, you know, it's you know they they probably they let their foot off the gas a little. Um, it's cold. And, and then I think also there's probably some aspect of, you know, they prepared for one quarterback who's very different yeah. from yeah. the guy who came in and, and it's not like that guy used his, uh, athleticism all that much. So it's not, it's not like things change a ton, but it's like they, they changed a bit, I'm sure. And, you know, it's a, so there was a little bit of that too. So whatever, a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit from column a, a little bit from column B and you know, whatever they won the game. I don't, I don't actually care to, um, You know, I I don't actually care to sort of litigate the second half and stress out about it and, you know, pull my hair out and be like, oh, my God, does this mean? And like, you know, whatever. I You know, I think I think I'll just go with the first half being what it was. And since that's much more in line with what we've seen all year and and just go, yeah, I mean, I would have preferred that they played better in the second half. And it's only natural to maybe let up a little bit. And I'm glad it didn't cost them. So I'm fine.
0: Yeah. And and I, you know, and the defense is is who they are they they're very very good but they're also not so deep that they're going to hold a, a team down and shut them out very often i think we we see that they've had some second half you know they've had some really good first halves and then they've had drives where they give up big plays like we saw Wisconsin they mostly held down but then they had like two like really bad drives and like you know they they just it's it's kind of the nature of how they play, and we talk about how they really need lost plays. They really need big big plays, and if they don't get those, they can give up these drives, and and they did here. Um, if we look at the offense, that you know, it wasn't wasn't a stellar offensive performance. It wasn't like the first half or first quarter, especially. You know, they had like you know, two hundred and ten yards in the first quarter, and uh, things looked like they're really cooking. But honestly, it's just been it's been nice to see. Uh, given how poor WC's pass protection is, given how maybe a consistent cam has been at times, like the with Nikia back, the strength of the running game that that they they've had, yes. and, and both Nikia yep. and Jalen Jenkins had solid solid days. Nikia had a career day, obviously, 120 yards and three touchdowns, and um and they they were continuously moving the chains with the run. The you know occasional big plays popping, able to push through, uh, Nikia obviously to get three touchdowns inside the five yard line to get yep. those get get be able to score in the red zone that they've struggled all year. You know they weren't <laughs> perfect; they were four or five, but they 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 got those four in the first half, and there was some creativity with what they did. Should have been should
1: have been four touchdowns for Nikia Watson.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know. You know, you know, Um, but, but yeah, so, so, but, you know, the creativity of the, you know, the direct snap use on a four, you know, that's another thing we we worried about a lot with having a defensive coach. And we've talked about this before, and sometimes I forget if we've talked about it in person or if we talked about it on here, but (laughs) um, uh, is that he has not been the defensive coach that we feared. Like he oh, maybe definitely doesn't not. he doesn't go for it as much as maybe like sometimes, but he definitely goes for it. Like it, like he could have kicked a field goal. They were on the two. They weren't on the one. They, you know, it's just to go for it in those situations. Yeah. If they're in, if we're on the plus side of the field and it's five yards or less, he usually goes for it. And and that's good to see. It's good to see that to value. You know what? Maybe we're you know, let's let's get the seven points here. We have a good play for it. And they had a couple good ones. You know, they had to. Um. Uh. The uh, with the Smith, Smiths and pop pass, and yep. and and a couple times they use that direct snap to Nakia, and and so it's just it's it's good to see. Um, you know that some of that creativity in the red zone because that's some they've struggled to get touchdowns in the red zone at, at times this year, and um they really put the game away in the first half because they closed on every opportunity they had.
1: That's part of what makes the failed fourth down play seem so weird though. Cause it's yeah. like, okay, so you got all this creativity, you got a sledgehammer at running back who they haven't been able to stop. Um, and then you run you run just like a straight slant to an outside receiver yeah, who That was wild. Is not really known for great hands, as he demonstrated in the like, you know, rest of the game. Um and you just like ah! I, I don't know that that whole sequence was very strange. Um, but, you know, again, you know, like like everything else, not going to not going to uh, not going to kill him over it. You know, like, yeah, would would I have liked it had they run it there? I, I think that probably would have been the better choice if they were going to throw it. Would I have liked something a little more creative? Sure. Um, I would have loved it if, you know, Cam Ward's throw had been had been better I, on those. I, I don't know. Like, I, I have a hard time placing blame in the sense that I don't know if ward made a bad throw. I don't know if Nunnally ran the route a little bit differently than what ward was expecting. Um, you know, because it's not like Nunnally really like beat his guy off the line. So maybe, maybe ward was expecting him to just kind of maybe do more of like kind of a shielding thing than, than a hard slant. I mean, I honestly don't know. Right. So, could have been Ward making a bad throw. Could have been Nunnally running a an iffy route, whatever. But the but the bottom line is it was sort of an odd call, right? All the people who hate, you know, the the fade, right? The goal line fade, and they they freak out about goal line fade. I mean, that's basically the same thing, right? Because yeah. it's, 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 it's a, a one single option read. Route. Yeah. It's a one-option route. You're making the throw one way or another um, on fourth down, which, you know, again, when you've got a guy who moves as well in the pocket as Cam Ward does to – uh, to make that be your throw on fourth down is just like it's just it's just so weird. But especially you know, since whatever they, I mean,
0: when they have throw that they've they've kind of tried to give Cam the opportunity to get on the run a bit. And, yeah. And so he can, Well, they do a
1: little misdirection or something. Yeah. Try to get the defense moving. You know, maybe Ward scrambles, rolls out, whatever. Yeah. This was you know step back and fire a slant and I don't know man <laughs> it was it was I you know I can think of I can think of about four other receivers I'd rather have running that route. You know if, oh, we're gonna, if that's what we're gonna do. It's um, so clear. anyway, I,
0: I, I, it's it just seems pretty clear at this, and I uh, I hate doing this, but like it seems pretty clear that he does not want to score a touchdown at this point. He has had ample opportunity to score a touchdown, and yeah, those that got his hands on
1: three balls, three balls on Saturday that could have been his touchdowns. Fingers
0: literally slipped yes. through his fingers three and times, it, and he did it last week too. So it's he's yep. done it before. Like it, it's yeah. It's just I don't know, and and you're and if you if you don't have the greatest of hands, they are not going to get any better when it's 35 degrees outside, and yeah. so like I I don't know, like but you know this is Deshaun Stribling would be playing and over there,
1: in, yeah, yeah,
0: if if Bernard Bell was healthy, so uh, well
1: they must have some kind of belief in him because they keep trotting him out there. I mean he, and... he's got
0: the He's got the physical skill, tools. Obviously,
1: he's got the physical size, but yeah. got You know, you got to got to complete the play. I don't know, like um, when Dickert talks about him, and, and you know, again, it's you know when coaches talk, you never really know who exactly they're talking to, whether they're talking to you or they're talking to a specific player or um, how they're going about that. But you know, he, he talks up Nunnally a lot. You know, as a guy they really like, and he's still young. So I mean, it's not. I'm not. I'm not trying to say I gave up on the guy, but it's like also you know, you drive, you drop three touchdowns in a game. Maybe you should stop playing. Like you can't like, cause you just can't in this game. It didn't matter, but it'll probably matter this weekend, you know, against Arizona where points are going to be at a premium. I mean, I don't know how well, you know, I mean, our defense. we talk about how good our defense has been. That's great. But Arizona's offense is really, really, really good. Um, obviously led by a guy who, uh, we, you know, know pretty Slightly well. Motivated. And then, and then a, and highly motivated and then a stable of really good receivers. Like that's, I think that's maybe kind of the other piece here. Um, you know, for all the, all the talk that a lot of our fans are doing about Delora and, and how much better his, his performances are than Cameron Ward, uh, it's inarguable. I, I, I don't think you can make an honest argument that WSU's receiving core is anywhere near, uh, what Delora is throwing to at Arizona. Like I just, I think it's not, I, I don't think it's even close and, you know, I love, I love our guys and everything else. They're cougs and, you know, whatever, but like they're, they're not, you know, sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Arizona's got two guys who will probably be in the NFL. So, I, you know, it's a different, it's a different deal. And, um, so, you know, we'll, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I suppose we yeah. can talk about that game now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I guess, you know, um, Cam. Uh, I, he definitely. I wasn't at his best in this game, I, and he no, he took at, at least one. I, I think maybe another. The of, of sacks were definitely on him.
1: And oh my god, he had that one. That one series of plays. There were three plays, right? Like he, what was the first one? Was like he, he like made a bad throw. Second, I'm trying to remember the first one. First one was I think an incompletion, a bad throw. Second one was, you know, he overthrew it an easy touchdown and then the third one was yep. like uh he scrambled himself into a fifteen yard sack or something. Yeah. And it was like, holy shit, that was like the second half in a nutshell. There they definitely he was definitely off kilter in the second half and man when he gets off kilter it, it can it can it can look pretty ugly.
0: Yeah, and and so that's the I mean at this point though, like you don't uh are he he, he can't like he's, he's shown better at times, but like, I, I think like WSU is, you can kind of see how the, the play calling, tra- I mean, the, definitely the influence of being up so big for the entire second half impacts the, you know, the rushing numbers, but to have, yeah, uh, you know, 28 rushes from running backs, um, that's a pretty big deal. Like that's, that's quite a lot versus, you know, I guess 40, you know. Forty or so uh, passes, um, that and the the running has really just been more effective. Like now, if we do want to tra- transfer Arizona, you know, I will. I have to say again, I would have had the score exactly right if if Arizona State's uh, kicker and. Uh, Arizona State's long snapper did get hurt. So, uh, yeah, well,
1: you know, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, dancing. But I, but I also, but I also I know, know a else. lot of,
0: a lot of people who had WSU either, uh, nine or nine and a half who were very happy that ASU
1: <laughs> yeah. didn't
0: kick any extra points yeah. in that second yeah. half.
1: <laughs> yeah. Count me as one of those on my, on my fake gambling. But yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. There, definitely, I, I know definitely. Some people that,
0: that had hundreds of people, hundreds of dollars. It, but it's like, um, it, it's pretty funny. Like we're sitting there watching, and they're going for two. The last time, we're like, this is the money play right here. Like this is it. Like, <laughs> like this is yep. like this. I don't know if it got on bad beats, but that'd be a pretty bad beat if you. That didn't, would be you're, if if you lost a bet. Like if you had Arizona nine and a half or, or plus nine and a half, plus nine, and you lost. Because they just didn't kick can kick any extra points in the second half. Uh that'd be rough. Um yep. but that's how it goes. Twenty eight eighteen instead. Um yep. but but yeah, we can we can uh we can transition uh to this next game. The grudge match, the Jaden delora Grudge match, the Jaden delora bowl. Uh yeah, so it's uh obviously Jaden has set the tone.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yes, he has.
0: With what he, it's it's
1: personal, Craig. It's personal.
0: Personal. Um, I mean, I hope there's some personal. You know, a lot of guys on the team, uh, but he's very clearly mad, and he's obviously mad about. You know, I th- I think you could read it however many ways, but I think he's mostly mad about hit what happened to rolovich because uh, I, I we i had a lot of discussions people were asking because they're you know they're watching him beat we're at the coog and watching him beat ucla and people are like you know you know and people start questioning you know again cam hasn't had the best of seasons and people are you know how do we let this guy go it's like well i'm not sure if he ever was gonna stay to be honest um it it it, it doesn't i don't know like it and i and i don't I don't really buy that they pushed him out necessarily. Um, I, but I don't know if he was ever going to stay uh, at once, once Rolovich left. Um, so I, what could have been done? Like maybe, maybe you you could say he left because he knew they were going after Cam Ward, or maybe they started going after Cam Ward cause they knew he was going to leave. So yeah. Either way, you know, um, but and nobody
1: I, I think... really, this is the thing. I mean, no, nobody, nobody really knows, at least nobody who's talking actually knows. I mean, the, the people who know aren't talking about it. And so it's just kind of, you know, you just, you don't really know. I, I would say that like looking, listening to what he said and kind of parsing it a little bit, it basically just sounds like he's, uh, You know, that he's loyal to Rolovich and his, you know, his QB coach, Stutzman, uh, that those two guys were, were his guys. And he mentioned those are the two guys he mentioned by name. The other three guys were the, the, and the other guys who got fired, right? So it's, it's clearly about Rolovich and Stutzman. Um, and it just basically is like, you know, he, he made it sound like he felt like they got, you know, done dirty, which, okay, what, you know, whatever you're, uh, he didn't, but, you know, I guess you're entitled to think that. And the way he phrased them, I'm trying to remember exactly how he said it, but basically he said, um, he, the phrase he threw in there was, you know, those guys, those guys stood by me. Uh, and I, I, I like, I don't know if that's, I'm guessing that's an allusion to, His to DUI. the DUI. I think yeah. that's what that yeah. is. Um, you know, that he did something really stupid and then those guys stood by him, which, you know i i don't know man like you're the starting quarterback well, they, you're clearly the best quarterback him, on the team him over
0: upper over i guess maybe he's he you know whatever I, yeah but then like um, the next
1: year started and he wasn't the starter yeah right so you know garantano was the start so i man i don't know it's you know whatever if he we we both i mean i think i can speak for both of us on this we both have been sort of conscious about not you know not trashing him on the way out where it was like okay look great he's going to Arizona we got Cam Ward uh you know it's you know thanks for winning the apple cup that's great it's a very happy memory it's wonderful we're we're very thankful um you know i i think we all wished him good luck we were like hey you know i hope it works out for you i think it's great uh, you know what i mean it's like we all just kind of went okay you know great we yeah. got a new quarterback yeah. he's moved on he seems happy we're happy you know whatever it's fine it's fine and then he comes out with this bullshit about, oh, it's personal. Like, fuck that. You know what I mean? Come on. Like, it's personal. Like, <laughs> you know, you showed up on campus and you, during the COVID season, you went to a party. This is not like, this is not like rumor. This is like confirmed fact. He went to a house party, an unmasked house party, got COVID, tested positive for COVID. You know, and and half the offense ends up testing positive for COVID after that, right? He's the first one to pop. Everyone else pops after that in the middle of a COVID season. And then the next offseason, he gets the DUI. And then the next year, he has a pretty good season, except he goes to the bowl game. And whether he actually quit at halftime or not, whatever, but it sure looks like he quit. And I'm just like, you know, I'm just like, you know, come on. And nobody, nobody trashed him on the way out. Nobody was like, dude was a super spreader. Dude got a DUI dude. whatever. everybody just went, Hey, you know, good luck. You know, I hope you can do great. You know, good, good for you. And then he's got to be like, it's personal. You know, fuck you. Like, it's like, come on, you know? Okay, fine. You want to go this route? You want to go this route? We can bring up all the dumb shit that you did for two years in this program and all the ways in which you embarrassed yourself and the university by being an idiot. Okay. Let's talk about that. So I hope he comes out. I hope he's fired up and I hope he plays like shit, trying to be a hero. So there we go.
0: And you know, um, if Brennan Jackson wants to get loose on a backside uh free runner again, that I'd be fine. Um, yeah.
1: and but, I listen, like, I'm sure I'm sure there are players on the team who have thoughts and feelings about his departure. I mean, players tend not to be, they they tend not to like, uh, hold it against other players when they move on. Like you see that all the time in basketball. Like we're going to see it when, when the Cougs play Washington, you're going to see people dapping up Noah Williams, giving him hugs. Like you're like, you're going to see that because that's the way players look at it. It's very transactional. But then you see like a guy in this situation where there was team Rolo and team everybody else. Right. And it's clear which guys were on team Rolo because they're not in the program anymore. And which guys were on team WSU because they're still there. And so I, I just like, I have to think in this case, there's going to be some people who saw that and are rolling their eyes so hard. It might be like looking at their, the top of their skull, like, and, and I'm sure that they are excited about the opportunity to, uh to kind of show who's superior. And, uh and I, I am, I am very, very excited for that.
0: And then, uh, of course, uh, Nick Rolovich is tweeting again. Um, oh, God. Because, yeah. because he, because he apparently, you know, loves that. Everything Elon Musk is doing with Twitter, just tremendous work. Right? Oh, yeah. Tremendous yeah, work. Yeah, of course he does. Um, but he he says, "Is the game sold out? Arizona football." Asking for a friend. I love someone said, "It's Arizona. The football games never sell out." Like,
1: so yeah, of course not. Yeah, yeah. But, but somebody else but, posted like a StubHub listing, like for a nine dollar <laughs> ticket or something.
0: But I have to give I have to give Jeff O'Neill some credit. He quote tweets it and says, "Remember that time you got to Laura hurt by asking him to punt?"
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep, that was a good one. Yep, yeah. I actually had forgotten about that. To be honest, I didn't <laughs> remember so, it.
0: So did I, and then I saw. Maybe it, Rolovich didn't remember it. it either. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's possible. That but yeah, a so plus tweet though, Jeff. Good job.
0: This is this is the uh, <gasps> this is the stage that has been set. Uh, there is emotions aplenty, um, and another reason exactly why. Very happy to get that six win out of the way already. Yes. <laughs> and, yep. uh, you know, because, but it was, it was funny, like watching, watching Arizona UCLA on Saturday night and, and just like the kind of just, I, I, you almost forget, like watching Jim Delora is like a hundred miles an hour at all times. Yes. Like watching him play quarterback is just, yes. Every, everything is going, like he's, he's looking at maybe if 20 yard loss or he's going to, he's going to spin out of that sack and this is going to be a 40 yard touchdown. Like like it's, it, it's just like, feels like every single play is like that. And, yeah. and, and it was like, this is fun to watch. I think it might be more fun to watch it when another, like this player's on another team a little bit. Yes. <laughs> um. But yes. I forgot how stressful that was, but it's fun when he, you know, he went at Apple cup and stuff and, and he, he poses when he gets the first down. We love that stuff. Um but yeah. but but yeah it's it he like you said earlier, if we want to talk about football now, they, they got a really good offense. And especially yep. uh, you know, they have a they have a lot of talent on that offense. Um Jaden's having a real nice season. Uh he's got um already over three thousand yards, twenty four touchdowns, eight and a half yards an attempt. Um you yeah, know, he's he's having a real nice season over there. And but yeah, like you said, uh, the, the wideouts, um, uh, cowing singer, um, you got a nice freshman wideout, McMillan. Uh, they got a lot of dudes that ca- like, um, you know, got one guy's almost at a thousand another guy will probably get to a thousand, uh, or, you know, hopefully not. Um, um, but yeah, so they, they have, they have some big play guys, they make a lot of big plays, um. You know, Jaden, when he does get sacked, there are big loss plays. But, um, but yeah, they're they they're they're an offense that can score in a hurry. They're also an offense that, against some better defenses, has struggled. Uh, Twenty points against Utah, twenty-two against Oregon, seventeen against yep. Mississippi State. Um, you know, it's no part of the reason why the offense at WSU is so frustrating this year is that. There, there are a fair. I mean, although WSU went through a lot of the good defenses, there are a fair number of terrible defenses in, in, in the Pac-12 this year. UCLA, great offense, not so good defense. Washington, great offense, not so good defense. Uh, Southern Cal, even, uh, there. You know, even though WSU had a you know, only fourteen points, that was that was probably more WSU than it was Southern Cal and. Uh, but Cal's defense is terrible, and Colorado's defense is wolfian, and uh, you know there's just so many bad offenses, beat defense that they played. Um, I don't want to say that, that like totally mitigates what they've done, but it does a little bit. Um, the fact that WSU will be probably one of the best like three defenses they played all season, yeah, um, and and so that's you know that that if you want to have something if you're playing a really good offense, it's averaging 31 points a game, but that, you know, WSU typically holds teams under their points per game. And they, um, they typically hold teams to their like second or third, you know, first, second or third worst uh, point output of the year. So it, it, you know, that there is a chance that WSU, a good chance that WSU can mitigate what Arizona excels at in this game. Because yep. if you remember yep. when WSU was points, points, points on both sides of the ball, when you and I would preview these games, when it was like Gordo season, yep. you always wanted to play. You'd rather play another good offense, another team with another good offense and a bad defense, because yep. you worry that if you're playing the the light, you, know, you want the like versus like, because you at least want your offense to score points and and you feel
1: like your offense is probably better than their offense, so you're gonna you're gonna win a a scoring battle, you know, where it's offense, offense.
0: But yeah, so you here you have two teams that are kind of flipped on on what they're what they're good at. Um, You know, Arizona's defense is bad, 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 and their (laughs) offense with a capital
1: B, capital A, capital D. Three exclamation their off- points their <laughs>
0: offense is very explosive very good um but and i'm just seeing if if bill has tweeted out his uh his weekly um s p plus uh rankings WSU was at seventeen on defense after um last yep. year or the, uh what,
1: last week um, yeah.
0: last week um yeah he did he's got the s p plus uh, I have to look at it on my phone. That's why I'm signed into your ESPN Plus account. Um, <laughs> so if you can do it Shh, faster, feel don't free Don't tell anybody to, that.
1: Feel free We're to. we breaking the law, uh, Craig.
0: I don't think we are. I don't think there's a law. No, I don't yet. think so either. I, I think I we don't are think perfectly so fine. I think we are <laughs> We might be violating fine. terms
1: of service, but not the law. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. While you're looking that up, I will say that looking at the uh, prediction tracker, which composite um, looks at this, I think this kind of goes to a little bit what you were talking about, where it's like, okay, you know, is it is it good on good situation? You don't really like the like the good on good situation. Um, if you're if you're Arizona or in in our case WSU in the past. Uh, this game is projected when it, so basically it compiles, I think, I think we talked about this last week, but it compiles all of these prediction, uh, prediction systems, algorithms, whatever. Um, and they're all predicting, uh, six plus points and the standard deviation is actually pretty small. So kind of, most of these systems are kind of coalescing around the idea that WSU is something like, uh, five to six points or better um better than Arizona and that and that includes being on the road and it's a game with a 4 point spread so you know i i know we're we're sort of like you know our fans i guess i'll just say our fans are are sort of like concerned and stressed and worried but um you know their Arizona's defense is so 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 bad like so bad
0: but and i know that I it's say, tempting
1: to look at it our you know, offense uh, is... they we're okay against UCLA Yeah, but they've made some really, really bad offenses look really, really good. Like that's like, that's the thing. Like it's, it's okay. You can say like, yes, our offense is bad. No doubt our offense is bad, but you look at, okay, they gave up, uh, Mm -hmm. let's see 40, uh, they gave up 20 to Colorado, which is a lot. (laughs) They gave up 49 to Cal. Uh, they gave up 28 to North Dakota State. They gave up 39 to Mississippi State, which is a good offense. Um, and then of course the, the teams they played more recently, all have good offenses, but it's 49 to Oregon, 49 to Washington, 45 to USC and 45 to Utah. Um, they did hold UCLA to 28. That, that game UCLA was a little weird. Was, but,
0: that game was weird. That was a surprising, surprising total. Actually, yeah. Yes.
1: So, so maybe, I don't know, maybe they figured something out, but,
0: but I'll say I so. Know, I, yeah. Connolly has, um, at uh one twenty three on defense. Um and uh, what was it? I lost it. Uh and twenty seven on offense. Um one twenty three, that's out of what, one thirty? How many teams are there? One thirty one? How many teams are
1: there now? Yeah. One
0: thirty one, I think. Yeah, one thirty one, I think. Um and then WSU is up to now the thirteenth best defense. For SP, uh, SP plus, which is, I don't think I've ever seen them that high in that. Um, not even in 2017, yeah. I don't think. Um, and then 87th on offense, which is just a shocking number for Wazi.
1: Yes. Um, yeah, we haven't been that low in a very long time either, so. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is truly like 2 T. Like a, You have a, a team that relies on defense and a team that relies on offense, but... The team that relies on offense, their offense is not as good as the other team's defense. If that makes any sense, and then it does. Uh, so that's at that's where do. those that's where those predictions uh, come a, come around. It, where where WCU comes out, however many points when you're looking at the numbers. Um. Uh, I you know it's there's but and given. You know, I hate to say it, I don't want to jinx it, but I like the WSU secondary, particularly the corner secondary, particularly the corner has been playing really well. Yeah, like yeah, sh- Shoths Shoth Smith Wade is an NFL guy. It looks like at this point, honestly. Yeah, and then Derek Langford's been playing pretty well. He's getting a lot yep. of chance, opportunity. <laughs> like,
1: he, yeah, because uh, <laughs> people aren't throwing it way at Smith Wade,
0: and they're they're playing a lot better than they were. Yeah. And it's kind of making up for the fact that the defensive line's not getting the pressure that they have been, uh, that we expected. But overall, like against the run, that front seven has been playing really well. And, yeah. and it, it, it's especially in like, uh, non garbage time, I could say. Uh, so, and, um, Arizona's given up twenty sacks. It's not too bad. We know that Jay like Jaden's, pretty hard guy to sack. When he does get sacked, they are epic. But he is what we knew at WSU. He was there. I, he was very very tough to sack. So when they like, uh, he didn't, he didn't create too many QB sacks. He prevented a lot. Like he definitely, if you looked at like the net. He prevented a lot more sacks than he created. Um, I definitely saw him against UCLA. You kind of saw that pendulum swing. Um, He would, he would get, he would create sack and then he would, he would avoid a sack like incredibly and make a play out of it or, or whatever, you know? So yeah, he's kind of, he's just a wild, like obviously you guys all know him as well as I do. It's just, it's just a wild thing to watch. And he's obviously very talented, but like it's, um you gotta hope you can get him into some of those 15 yard sacks because those are just drive ruiners and and uh and so but like i said i wouldn't expect to have a a a ton of sacks in this game but you know if you do get those get those two or three hopefully they they really they'll probably really count like like knowing how jane will spin out spin out of it one run backwards try to look for a play like they'll probably really count um now when it comes to turnovers, like he's thrown eight picks in ten games, that's not too bad. Um but you know, in the run game, they're they're like pretty they, they have a, a they don't have like one uh workhorse back, but they they kind of mix them in. Uh they're all pretty decent. You know, the the, the two three guys they use um pretty decent. But again, like unless it's like an all-world type running back, like you know, really gonna like a really good running back that they played last week with Arizona State, like they held him kind of around where he normally does, and and a lot of yep. that came like in the second half. And um, yep. but but I I think that um, yeah, there's opportunity for the defense to to slow them down, and 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 how how much do they need to slow them down, well. Is Arizona State's defense worse than Stanford's? Yes. Um, Are they worse worse than Arizona State's? Yes. So can we expect them to score between 28 and 55 points? I mean, it wouldn't be crazy to expect (laughs) WSU to score 30-plus points in this game. So what what does WSU's defense need to do? Needs to hold Arizona under 30, which other defenses have done, and especially the better ones. So there's yep. there's a possibility here that, that, that's that's where you're doing this like mental math. Like now that they are on the road and they and the the effect of Jaden Dolores emotions could go either way, honestly. For like sure. It For sure. Could go either way. What I do think will happen is exactly what you said. He will try to play some hero ball, which honestly he always does anyway. Um yeah. he'll try to play a little hero ball and I will say he doesn't take that many like risky throws. It's just kind of what he does in the pocket, like when he when he, when he runs and stuff. Um, but he maybe he will take a few more risky throws in this. Maybe he will be trying to make a play that's not there. Maybe he will end up making that play. we? We'll hopefully, it doesn't turn out to be negative plays for Arizona. A- and this kind of amped up emotion he's going to have will work against him and work for WSU. And and that's. That's what we're hoping. It, it honestly, it, it kind of sucks. Like um, my uh, daughters, uh, we're taking her to uh, that That honestly one place for her birthday on on Saturday at 11. And uh, I'm going to have to watch her on DVR so I won't get to experience it. Every time I'm like, this is the <laughs> last time I'll get to experience a live event on Twitter. You know, maybe not this time. Um, so, yeah, Jeff, yeah. don't text Jeff, officially, do not text me about the game on Saturday, please.
1: You got it. Um,
0: it. um, But, yeah, so – but, yeah, so – but either way, you know, by myself or or with other people, I'm excited to watch it. It's kind of an intriguing game. I'm really glad that WSU is not hunting for ball eligibility still because that takes takes a little bit of pressure off. And that's why we always like to get that before the Apple Cup this year. Get it before the last two games. Thank you. Thank you. Don't want to deal with that stress. But totally. If we were just taking this game without that sort of context, uh, WSU should win this game. Like it just based on yeah. what what they're good, you know, the strengths of each team and and, and the talent on each team, uh, WSU should win. And and that's yeah. kind of where I'm at. Um, so whenever we do our score predictions, which are you ready for that? Ready for score? I predictions? am sure. Yeah. We'll yeah. do our score prediction. I'm gonna pick with with the head and not the heart. Uh, I don't know about you, Jeff, but you can start us <laughs> off. Um we'll just we'll just do a full game prediction and yeah. and uh, you go for it.
1: Well, I think ultimately this comes down to you know, again, you, you sort of laid out very well the defense versus offense, our defense versus their offense. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not particularly worried about our offense. Uh, moving the ball and scoring. Uh, this this is the Arizona defense that gave up you know 300 yards on the ground to Jaden Uh, You know we've got Nakia Watson doing what he's doing right now, which you know last two games uh, you know darn near 300 combined rushing yards, right? And then uh, you know we got Jalen Jenkins back, so that's great. Um, so you know I I I think they may exercise a little bit of a um, not to say keep away ball control, but I, I think they definitely will not be. Um, you know, unabashed, uh, or that's not the right word. They, they just, they will not be reserved in their, uh, uh, you know, desire to, to deploy the rushing attack because, um, you know, keep, if, if, if Delora and his offense don't have the ball, they, they can't really score, right? So, um, I think there's going to be a little bit of that. So, uh, you know, I'm not worried about the offense being able to score points. Defensively, I think what it really comes down to is the safety play. Um, you know, that's, that's been where we've, we've sort of gotten killed. Um, you know, in games with talented wide receivers. I mean, you looked at, you know, Oregon, you know, that was one example uh, where, you know, the safeties kind of kind of got picked on, you know, pretty bad. And, um, you know, Jed Fish is, is sort of known as a pretty smart guy, pretty smart offensive mind. Uh, you know, so he's, you know, I think going to, you know, try real hard, I would imagine, to put his uh, really good receivers in advantageous positions against guys who maybe aren't as good um, at defending those things. So I, I don't know what the status is of Jordan Lee for this weekend. I'm um, sure it'd be nice to have him back. Uh, yeah. Jaden Hicks has been, has been really good, but is still a freshman. Um, and then still makes course, plays you know, when you're like, eh. still make, yeah. You know, he'll make some plays where you're like, wow, look at that. And then he'll make some plays where you're like, oh dear God, you know, <laughs> like, like you'll be trying to figure out like what exactly just, just happened. Um, and then, you know, Sam Lockett. I mean, we've, you know, we've talked about Sam Lockett before. Um, you know, I mean, he's, he's a real, uh, high effort guy, you know, made some nice plays, uh, against Arizona State, particularly coming up in run support. You know, that's part's good. But, you know, when he gets down the field against, uh, you know, superior athletes, he, he's really struggled at times this year. So, um, that, that's kind of what I'm watching for. I, I do think in the end, uh, that the defense is able to, to hold him down to, to some degree. Um I'm gonna say that this is a seven point Wazoo victory thirty-eight thirty-one. That's what I'm thinking.
0: All right. And what's the what's the number here?
1: The number, I'm not sure. I can I can look while you're while you're talking.
0: Okay. Well, I didn't want to tie I just talked for like five minutes. So I, I was just gonna get to my uh my prediction. Um <laughs> So I'm, you know, our, our scores are always pretty close. Um, Usually, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, so what I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with. I don't want it to be exactly like yours, even though it's kind of funny. You picked almost exactly what their season averages are for points. Oh, did I? Point. Yeah. So Arizona gives up 37 and scores 31 on average. So you're almost right there. Um, you know, but teams who are who they are by the end of the season. <laughs> um so I'm gonna go, yeah. Uh I'm gonna go WSU thirty five, uh Arizona twenty seven. So So right about a know, touchdown. Right, yeah. Yeah. So And the
1: number by the that. way is sixty three. The number is sixty three.
0: Okay. So I'm under, you're over.
1: Right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. A little bit uh, over I mean, 30. I've the, got, what, 368 what, what was the spread? Uh, I think it's three and a half now. Okay, I think it opened so both, at minus four. We're both, we're both picking yeah. to
0: cover, then. Okay. Yeah, I got them to cover. Yeah. Okay. But well, hey, but um, don't take my advice. Uh, Don't blame
1: me. <laughs> nope, not your fault.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh. Football. We... Nice little tidy recap to a game and, and preview to a game. I feel like we haven't really actually been good at doing that this year. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh
1: so we even got our prediction in.
0: I know. We're we're so professional. We are we are in late season form here. Um so let's uh let's go ahead and take a break. We'll come back. Uh worst of times, best of times for the men's hoops, talk about women's hoops, talk about volleyball. Um and uh yeah, after the break. Come back and come back and listen.
1: But we're back. I
0: all remembered. right. You remember to say we're back. I did. So proud of you. Good buddy. job, me. Yeah. That's your one job. I, I one know. job I don't have and many. also also to do with all the editing and publishing and everything else that actually matters. I oh, just yeah, have to drink. Be- I just have to drink beer and talk. I don't even make like the the like formal little um itineraries I used to make. Yeah, oh, I you know. We used to have it. like a
1: show script. Yeah. <laughs> do your job, Craig.
0: No, no. Okay. No. All right. Well, I refuse. Fine.
1: Fine. I refuse. I,
0: I, I'm what do they call it. A uh, quiet quitting or whatever the fuck they call it. These days.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. You're like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to sabotage this podcast it's by doing sabotage. Bare this minimum. Podcast. Oh, yeah. man.
0: So, um, Speaking of sabotaging the podcast, uh, what are you drinking?
1: I am so actually I, I am now on to my my main beer. I start I started with a nice Bodie, a nice fresh Bodie, which I love, and then uh, now I've moved on to my last my last fresh hop beer. Now I know that it's we're we're getting kind of we're getting kind of old at this point for for fresh hop beers, but this is a fresh hop Pilsner, which I figured would perhaps hold up a little bit better. Uh, You know, as time passed, but it's about two months old at this point. But this is the uh, Fresh Hop Pilsner from Occidental Brewing, which, by the way, says that it is best, period, east or west, period. So just in case you were wondering. And uh, this version of our Pilsner is dry hop with fresh Oregon hops, crowning our German malt bill with a crisp and vibrant hop aroma. It's an ode to the Oregon hop farmers. And a refreshing brew for the end of summer. Uh, we are now into fall, but you know whatever. Um, this is actually the second one I've had. I think I picked them up at Trader Joe's. Well, oddly enough, here,
0: here in so I don't think we're in fall. We just went straight from summer to winter. Yeah, we might only, be in winter. That's true. summer. Summer only ended like two weeks ago. So you that's know, true. It's, we, uh,
1: we went from summer to winter in like that that long. Um, but yeah, this is actually, I bought, I bought a couple. Um, so I, I had one before it is, it is delicious. It is fresh. It's, um, it's got that nice, uh, that nice fresh hop profile, which it's, it's funny like how, you know, you, you get into fresh hops and IPAs all over the place. And then, you know, you start getting into fresh hops and other, other styles. And, um, and it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to, to do it, do it in a pilsner. I know you're a big fan of fresh hop pilsners.
0: Yeah, I'm a big fan of, and I say this every year now on this podcast, like we've went through several iterations of fresh hop seasons now. Yes. Um, but, uh, this will probably be our 19, what did we start this 19, 20, 21, 22. So our fourth fresh hop season doing the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I'm always a big fan of any fresh hop beer that is not, and like an IPA or pale ale, or especially if it's not, I don't, I really shy away from the ones that call, that are called fresh hop ales because they just taste like grass. Um, but, so if it's like a, it's like a already, they take a recipe that already exists and they like replace it with fresh hops in, in some ways, that's, that's always good. But if they take like a Pilsner or a Kolsch or, or something weird and, and, and fresh hop that, yeah, it gets fun, especially a lighter beer where you can really yep. um, taste the hops and like it's it's delicious. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, Good choice. So this is delicious. Heartily enjoy. I, uh, heartily uh, uh, endorse it.
0: So I had um, before I moved on to my show beer. I did have um, from a Kugon Brewery Breakthrough Brewery. Now that's what I call fresh hops, double dry hopped India Pale Ale with Rawaka, Simcoe 190 and Galaxy. They say forty-two pounds per barrel of CNC Hot Farms Fresh Simcoe. Um, so this is oh no, this is track two. So this is the Simcoe one. Uh, this was canned on ten eleven, so not that bad. Um, so yeah, uh, very tasty. That was uh, a hazy, definitely. I, I didn't pour it, but I can tell it was a hazy. Uh, that's not that hard to figure out. Um, uh, but very good breakthrough brewing. Um, I've talked about that. I'm very good. But that's that's not my official beer. Uh, My show beer, uh, bringing back a Wayfinder, one of my favorite breweries. Um, This is Wayfinder 6 for obvious reasons. Uh, Yes. So Wayfinder number 6 is actually the official name. Uh, Wayfinder number 6 for our number 6 win which has become there quite regular go. around these parts yeah. and I will never after going through that decade of not do it, you know, not going to bowl games, will never take for granted nope. Nope. uh not, not even bowl for a second not even for a second not um, even for a second especially the WSU program has gone through multiple coaching changes in the last couple of years to still come out of that with two consecutive bowl appearances after that um, that's just uh, a bit of program stability that this program has rarely, if ever, had. So I, it it just feels good Never. to be able to. So yeah. I
1: did go back and kind of look, just quickly scan um, our historical records and kind of see, okay, what's our. Because for a long time, like you could have a winning record but not go to a bowl game, right? Because yeah. we, we make a big deal about the bowls. So I went back and looked and I'm like, okay, do we have like a run of winning records, regular season winning records that um, just didn't result in? No, no, we did not. (laughs) Like, like we did not. Our, our, our best run was that as near as I can tell before this run of, of winning, you know, at least 500 records in the regular season. As near as I can tell, the best one was that is like three years, which was we did, it looks like a couple of different times, um, including that, you know, three year 10 win run. Uh, in the early 2000s. Um, other than that, I think I found one other stretch where they won, uh, had a winning record three seasons in a row. Um, so yeah, this is this is completely and totally 100% unprecedented. And I'm with you, man. Bowl games are fun. I don't even give a shit if I mean I I want them to win, but I'm also like whatever uh, if they don't. And I just you know I don't get too invested um, unless but, it's a really big deal. Like the Alamo bowl, I was pretty invested in for I think obvious yeah. reasons that year, yeah. but. But every other bowl game, it's like whatever, man. It's just another opportunity to watch the team play and, and I don't I don't take it for granted, man. I think it's awesome. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And you know, it's cool that um you saw in the locker room after the game they, they had these shirts that said bowl bound. Absolutely celebrate that shit. Yeah. Like, honestly, kids like love it, just man. Said, like WSU it has almost doubled its all time bowls just in since twenty fifteen. Like it's yep. And, and and there was a long stretch before that where there was a million bowl games that they were not going to. Correct. And you know <laughs> they did have that. twist. 2000, 2006 season where they went six and six and didn't go to a bowl game and they're probably one of the last teams, honestly, to do that at least in a power conference. Yeah. Um. But after that, like there was a, there was many years that they could have went a bowl game and were nowhere fucking close to it. And just to have that be like the bare minimum of what we're looking for every year, um, it is amazing. And and even in this year, it didn't. It it felt like it, it in this year and last year, like neither like they just didn't feel like it was going to be like any sort of guarantee. And and so it's fun. Just and even two weeks ago, the way we were talking, like it didn't seem like a guarantee. And and the fact that this went out. And basically beat the shit out of two teams that they should have to, you know, that we didn't realize they should have, but there, there's, there's kind of a very clear like delineation of teams in the Pac 12 at this point, And we're yes. kind of in this like middle one with probably Oregon State and maybe, or maybe UW got to jump up to the next one because they beat.
1: Yeah, Oregon, I think UW's but, probably in that next one after beating Oregon.
0: Yeah. But, but you know, us and Oregon State probably, although Oregon State probably tell us they're in the next one. Um, but, but then there's just like, there's just <laughs> a lot not. of,
1: the only thing that separates us and them is they beat us. Otherwise our, yeah. everything we've done is pretty identical.
0: So, yeah. And yeah. And given like the, you know, we talked about the difficult schedule, like they had, they had maybe the most difficult, uh, conference schedule of any team, at least in the North. Um, and, and just to get through that and have six wins with two to go, very impressive. Yep. Very excited. Number six is is nothing spectacular. It is a basically a Wayfinder's version of a uh premium lager. Like a you know, it's Wayfinder's version of Rainier or or you know, what you know, Budweiser or whatever you want. You know, probably more closer to probably Bud Light or, or but um it's it's fun. I like to drink it. I, I've been I went you know, every week, you know, I'll go and get beers. I'll often go to Tacoma Boys and I've seen they've had like six packs of number six for, uh, for, for, you know, every week I go back, they get, they still have it, they still have it, or, or they're getting new shipments. I don't know. And I'm just like, no, I'm going to wait till we have five wins. You know, hopefully, you know, if, if we have five wins and I'm going to Pullman, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to grab a six pack of that beer and take it to Pullman and then we can drink it after they win. And, and i i and i was sitting there and i was like i know i shouldn't tell tell uh, ba because you know how superstitious he is and yeah. and like and so i you know our our most our our, our scientist friend who has yes. has to have the most logical arguments about right. everything who and is has the is, 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 is the most superstitious superstitious wsu fan <laughs> i know especially with football yeah. uh especially yes. with wsu football yes, yes um, absolutely so I sit but I sit there and tell him like if we win I have a special beer for us to drink and he and he said like why'd you tell me that? And I'm like, I didn't tell you it was <laughs> He's like, Why'd you tell me that? I'm like, All right, all right, fine, fine And I said, I what I just said has no impact on on the football game and he said, Sure. <laughs> and but, yeah. you know,
1: afterwards He's like, You keep telling yourself that, Craig. I'll just be over here not messing with the football gods.
0: I would, I wouldn't even say after I, I kept, even when WSC was like very clearly going to win, like I, I, I wouldn't say like, oh, we can get drink that, that special beer now. But you know, I got to go back. We had this, you know, we got to have a, a couple number sixes for number six. You know how I like to love have it. my beers that are be on point to celebrate. So yeah, I you know, I had, I still had a couple, so I got a couple here next to me for uh, the rest of this podcast. Uh, to celebrate that sixth win and bowl eligibility um, and uh, continued uh, WSU football program success uh, since I've been a season ticket holder. Loving it. Um, it's literally, obvi- and it, that's obviously
1: a, correlation and causation. So. There
0: has not been a season that I could attend that has not been a bowl season. Every single yeah. season, 2015 yep. on, that's when my first season as a season ticket holder when I moved back, moved back west. Moved back to Washington. Every year has been a bowl. It's been a lot. You know, there's been a a few devastating losses, but there's been also a lot of wins in Pullman. A lot of fun. fun. It's been fun, and I will never take it for granted. We saw some terrible shit. We launched a blog, and some terrible shit. And uh, and and now we get to talk about winning football more often than we talk about losing football, and that's fun. Yep. But enough about uh the actual uh, games that are happening right now because WSU yeah. once again picks up a hell of a commitment with a hell of an offer list at a a position that WSU has just never done this before Kyle Smith and John Andershek and the rest of the staff uh unbelievable we're here um, unbelievable so, yeah, so, just it just I, it, it's like, it's over and over again. So I'm, I, I, do you know how to say his last name or, uh, I, I don't yeah. want to butcher Ruben. It, it's okay. Chinielu, Chinielu. Um, yeah, sure. So, uh, another, uh, uh, big man who, uh, is from Africa, uh, which obviously uh WSU has created um kind of a pipeline if you want to call it but really a culture of of making those those athletes feel those those uh people feel comfortable um so but kind of a, the one of the thing that jumps out to you after you know uh after you know the last two big big man commits kind of the where they they got guys over big programs uh and drama. And, and, uh, Mo, you know, they're, they're, they're skinny guys. Maybe need to go on the 5,000 calorie meal plan when they come into Pullman. Yep. But this dude, this dude has a Pac-12 body, 6'10", 240, 245. Like, um, already, you look at, you just look at the pictures of him. He's already got, you know, he even makes like Deshaun Jackson look small. Um, yeah, big guy already. Um, and, you know, looking at beating out, you know, Kyle Smith and John under good friend, Todd, Tug golden, yep. uh, at Florida to get this kid, Tennessee, the top 10 school right now. Rutgers also a very good up and program. Very program. good school
1: right now. If people don't know that, yeah. like people may not totally know that Rutgers is actually like really good at basketball right now. So yeah, big deal.
0: Yeah, and so to get uh to get him to uh come to ACU, I mean, it's just a testament to what they've been building. Um and and really the the culture uh they've they've been building. Um it it, to, it, it this is directly tied to them bringing in FA, bringing in Mo, bringing in Andromé, bringing in TJ Bamba, uh guys with, you know, Either, you know, that that are from Africa, have, you know, are kind of like, you know, first generation uh, or, you know, even if they lived in the U.S., they also lived in Africa for a time. So and this is, you know, you're not just pulling these kids uh, out of this isn't where we're their only Pac-12 offer, we're the only Power 5 offer, which WSU has had in the past. These are guys who have interest from schools like interest yep. from legitimate other power five schools, tournament schools that all three of those teams go to the tournament. Even Rutgers recently went to a tournament and then Tennessee and, and, and Florida, you know, their pro basketball programs with much bigger pedigrees. Than WC. Yeah. I mean, Tennessee has been a t- top five
1: program for a couple of years. Like they top 10, top five, like they've been really, and, really
0: and, good. And, and shout out to Smith. Um, giving John that, that call out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, because our really friend of the podcast
1: he, John Andershek.
0: John is traveling to Africa more than you probably think and he is and he's on the Definitely phone Definitely
1: more than people probably think.
0: He's on the phone with these these guys in the you know in the middle of his night at, you know in the early hours he is working his ass off to build these relationships with these kids and and that that is a big reason why you know that combined with they've already had they've already had these kids they showed f a Abigidi. he's playing pro ball you know mo um is having success he's getting noticed uh you know having having guys that come in you already have guys that come in you know you know th- th- when they talked about like the you know all the all the African kids on the team that wasn't accidental like obviously they know what they're doing and like yeah uh like this is that and I I know that like we know that our, our coaching staff is scouting the 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 you know the 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 U fifteen Africa tournament and like you know oh, like yeah. all they they're 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 looking for this talent they have identi- you know what we talked about you know we we asked question you well know, one thing that we when we first had uh, John on um wait you know early on when they got hired. And, and when you, you know, you also, I think I, you, you talked with uh, Kyle as well, you know, like analytics is great when um with the on-court stuff, but when you go from San Francisco and Columbia to here, you're going to have to bring a different type of athlete, a different type of kid, like a, a, yep. a much more high, like a much more, like a, a higher, you're going to be higher rated recruits if you want to compete. You can't just rely on, on, on on-court analytics you're going to have to have as as um as uh jim walden would say the uh the, the jimmies and the joes are better jimmies and joes. Or the joes yep so you're gonna to have to have those jimmies and joes or or what we have now the fa's and the mo's um it so it it you're gonna to have to have those guys and they have obviously identified like an area or, or a continent really um, a lot of it's been French speaking, um, countries, but, uh, but, but even, but even that, like just they they've, they've, you know, they've recruit they go to African tournaments, they, they recruit and they're able to establish these relationships with these kids. And honestly, like a lot of times they just work harder than these other programs. And so they're able to get these kids, they, they build those relationships and they make them understand what they can, what they can do in Pullman. And they and they and they highlight all the successes of all these teams. all the you know, any player that has come through has success. It's a bit you know, if you go into the WC basketball office and, and and um like I you know I've been in the WC basketball office and Jeff, I know you have too. but like it's it's yep. There Clay Thompson's jersey's on the wall, Aaron Baines jersey's on the wall. There's a picture of Chris Matthews, lethal shooter. Like like there yes. like like if there if anyone's had any success, there's a picture of Kyle Weaver guarding Kobe Bryant so there's a big picture of Kobe Bryant and there's Kyle Weaver and then a kid's gonna go what why do you have a picture of Kobe Bryant oh well that's Kyle Weaver he played at Washington State and so like they're they're making sure to highlight all of this like you can come here and you could be successful as a professional and and then that helps you bring in kids like this who, who are normally would go to a program where they've had a lot more professionals right yeah and and so they're doing everything they can, and that's how you know someone asked us on twitter or someone asked uh, Michael and he pitched it to us i think it was uh, grant i know he listens to the pod so uh foster I mean, foster ten or something like that g foster ten or something um uh but uh i i know that um yeah it, it it's not just it's not just building a relationship it's they identified areas of you know basically uncovered like you know not like diamonds in the rough but like they literally identified areas where they could build those relationships yep because how like how many kids are are unknown that have been playing aau since sixth grade in los angeles like, there's there's just like you're you're not gonna find you're not gonna find some unknown kid there and and like there's no. gonna be some relationship that someone just because of by proximity is going to have made before you but how many how many programs are flying their dudes to the to tournaments in Africa you know right like probably not that many and there they are mm-hmm. they are but you're not there we when you're there it's not like an AAU tournament here where it's you know, 50 freaking programs, there are less, there are fewer, I should say. And, and like, so it's, they've, it's amazing what they've done. And, and, yep. and you also have to credit the fact that the kids come here and they like it. They like playing for this program. And so they can, those kids become your recruiters. Like, yep. like you know, I, I, I've, I've write about, uh, I've, I spent a lot of years writing about HR things and, and what some, some companies I talk to, they they want to make sure when people leave their company they have a good uh feeling about the company and then those alumni of their company become like a recruiter because they'll they'll literally send them like hey you should work for that company i did like working for them you know it, they, they had their reasons to leave but they you know but they still liked it and so it's the same thing with these players like if they want to say hey yeah you should go play and honestly if that dude looks like you that dude has similar background to you that carries so much more weight, especially yep. when you're going to a, a rural area of the yeah, United going, States.
1: You're going to be far from home no matter what you do, right? So go be far from home at a place where you're comfortable and you know you can excel. Yeah, ab- it, it's absolutely. At this point, WSU has this this pipeline of you know kids from Africa who feel comfortable playing for this staff, and they know they'll be taken care of. And it's, 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 it's become a a virtuous cycle, right? Where, you know, guys are, you know, you're getting more and more and more guys that way. It's, you know, it's exactly what we've talked about before, which is like that you, as you said, you know, they're not going to go down to an AU tournament in California and like find some under the radar guy. Right. And they're also not going to compete against other top programs in that environment either. So it's, you know, it's what we talked about even before Ernie Kemp was hired, which is the need to look at some of these other places to try and find guys who can play. And, th- and this is it, right? Like, you know, I, I, I sort of made a joke today that I didn't know WC was allowed to recruit guys like, you know, guys like Ruben, right? Where it's like, he is legitimately, he's, he's six foot ten, six eleven, one one or the other he's athletic And he has a body that's ready to play right now. Now, his offensive game, as Bryce detailed in his scouting report, you know, not really refined, still pretty raw. Like a lot of these guys from Africa, you know, pretty new to basketball. Fine. But like you can see, like right away, like we could use him right now. (laughs) Right? Like, like we could have used him against Boise State because you mentioned, you know, all the two pointers we gave up against Boise State. Like, yeah, it's because we have, you know, I, I love Muhammad gay. I'm glad he's playing for us. Also, he's still very skinny and has difficulty with guys who, you know, are thicker in the post. So, uh, you know, to get a guy like this, uh, is, is, you know, again, a major boon, a major, a, a major positive, um, you know, it's, it's exciting. It's great. It's, uh, you know, just let, let's let's hope it continues. You know, we're getting guys that you know we haven't gotten in the past because, you know, we're able to go recruit these. And you know, Drame was was attending a prep school in in Arizona, but he's but he's African, you know, and that's that played a big that played a big role in. Um, same with, same
0: with Mo. He was, yeah, he was attending same with a Mo. Prep school and or, yep. you know, or at least a somebody called a basketball factory a bit yes. in Southern California. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yep. So. You know, it's, it's, you know, and then this one, you know, this, this guy's from Nigeria, just like FA. So yeah, it's, it's exactly what WC needs to be doing. It's great. Um, John Andershek gets all kinds of credit for this because of everything he detailed, all the work that he does there. Um, Yeah. It's, you know, WC's out hustling guys. They are, you know, Kyle Smith alluded to this, I think after they signed a drama right. aid, which is basically like, right. You know they they're on these guys before anybody even knows these guys are available. You know, trying to sign well, them. Well, and, so
0: and plus you're you're talking about like John hustles, but also you have you have to have the head coach, yeah, and you have to have the, program the head coach has to be will, bought into it. Yep, you have to. The, the, you have to have the. What, they'll be willing to spend that budget. The program will yep. spend that budget to send you to Africa. Like on your recruit that spend your recruiting budget on it to go to Africa to talk to these yep. kids and you you also have have to to decide this is important you have to be like john who you're willing to you know recruit a kid who lives 12 time zones from you and like will literally never you know six however many times and will like literally never be on, like never be able to talk to you at a normal hour of the day or whatever um but yeah it's you know that the the fact that uh the 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 staff obviously that the based on the you know the nature of 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 what you know the transfer portal and and what things are now but again it just it's amazing how they're able to still bring talent in and every year they like even the number of guys they've been lo- they lose every year and the fact that they can still bring talent in identify players and and then also it, we're not talking about where you're bringing in players that maybe can fit the program. These are guys that can fit any program. Like anyone, yep. would be happy to have them. Yep. Like it, that's it. Th- this is not. This is not like th- we're not. We're not like oh yeah. This well we needed a. You're not bringing in this guy just because you need to bolster your defense. You're bringing in this guy because this guy might be one of the best big men in the Pac-12. Like that's that's why. That and he's coming to WSU now. Yeah, that's, and that's any any sign. Like that's pretty sick. Yep. Pretty sick. Extremely sick. And and, and you just think about the facilities that they have to recruit to.
1: Yes. And, and maybe that's on. and honestly, maybe maybe that's part of why they have success with, you know, recruiting these guys. I I don't know. It's you know, maybe the, the facility isn't quite as uh quite as important to somebody who hasn't you know where that's not been a part of their existence right or they've not been grown up in an environment where that is something that is super important you know that, that they're maybe not quite as that's maybe just not quite as high on the priority list as it is uh you know for american kids i don't know i'm like i'm just spitballing here but yeah it's clearly what's important is is development and WCU has shown that and then uh comfort and in the ability to take care of these guys so far from home and again, WC has shown that as well. So yeah, good on the staff. It's exciting. I think, uh, I think the best years are still ahead of us here as, as these guys develop. Um, we haven't mentioned the other guy, Oscar Clough, <laughs> the other guy, uh, but he's, he's a Juco kid uh, from originally from Australia, big man, another big man. It's uh, kind of a space eater guy, but a natural passer and, Um, Seems to have a nice uh, nice feel for for the offensive game and takes up space on defense. So um, I I think they like the fact that he can, you know, sort of maybe be kind of a high post presence, a passing high post presence, which is something they uh, I think haven't really had out of their big men um, over the past few years. So I think they were kind of looking for that dynamic with him.
0: Absolutely, and yeah, you're looking at they You know, I think deep down they want to play two bigs at all times. So yep, I think so. They're, they're trying. I think that's a so preference. If they, bring, they bring in a guy like Ruben that can. He's a freshman, but definitely has the body to play right away. And then, and then you 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 you, you, you expect you'll have Mael at least again next year. You know, Mo. Yeah, we'll see. Um, and then I, I'm and then you, operating
1: he, he, under the assumption that he's that he's done after this year.
0: But yeah. And then, but then you, you, you have this Juco kid, he, you know, you don't bring in a Juco without expecting them to be able to, although, you know, they have differing success, but like a, a big, you'd kind of feel like you're not relying on them to create offense and things like that quite as much. Um, so, so maybe if they can just fill some voids where you see you're able to play two bigs more often and stuff, cause I know they like doing that. Um, so, yeah, it'll be uh, – it, it's it, – you know, honestly, as we've seen, like, this is not the end of the recruiting season. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> nope.
1: <laughs> nope. Nope, it's not. I, I would yeah. anticipate, you know, there will be some guys who go out. I would think at some point they'll land. I, I would guess that um, if they end up needing another guard, like Justin Powell moves along as I think everybody is kind of expecting. Um They'll need to add a guard. I guess it would, I would guess it would probably be another transfer. Um, but you know, the bigs, uh, I think they felt like there was really a need for bigs there. You know, you lose FA and, and Deshaun. Um, you know, who knows if Deshaun comes back? I, I certainly don't, um, know what the situation is there in terms of whether he'll, he'll play again, but it, it seems a little, a little ominous. Um, and so I think that, you know, going and getting two bigs sort of tells you where they're at with that. Um, Moe's probably gone. You've still got a drama. Um, you've got Myel, and then you're adding two more bigs to the mix. So I, I think that does tell you kind of what the situation is there and how they view the bigs. And then, you know, with the guards, you know, hopefully they get a chance to have some guys stick around, develop some, uh, develop some chemistry, develop together, you know, maybe you bring in, you know, somebody to replace Powell and, um, you know, feel like you can actually maybe maybe build something? I, I know that's a little, it's <laughs> maybe a little bit of an antiquated notion given um you know everything that's that you know the way the rules are now. But um, you know, I, I think maybe that's kind of, I think maybe that's kind of what they're they're trying to do.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so I guess we can uh. Well, Now that we're 52 minutes
1: on. on Yeah. Rapid fire. Rapid fire on the rest of this. All right.
0: So uh, uh, the Coug women, um, so they're still undefeated. Uh, They won a couple games this weekend. Uh, They also played Prairie View at home and won easily. Uh, But the big, big win this weekend was going. They went down to San Francisco, play a true road game. Yeah. And. Found themselves trailing by 15 at half. Uh, but then uh, Charlize Ledger Walker decided to score 24 in the second half. And uh, 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 Bella Maricatete decided to score 14, I think, in the second half. Uh, so they ca- they came back and won that game. Pretty pretty awesome. Um, I think Charlize finished with 35 in that game. And then they come back and uh, and have a much easier win uh, over uh, Prairie View on on uh, on Sunday. Also, uh, I should say uh, what was really exciting to see was the game that Tara Wallach had against Prairie View. Uh, one thing she's really struggled with she's you see the talent that she has uh, and just the size and the be able to move and and the, the the skill with the dribble and and. Her shot looks good, but she just hasn't been a good finishing. But, you know, put up 20 points, 8 of 10 from the field. Uh, love to see that. Five boards, five assists. Kind of showed off all her all her skill set there. So it was nice to see Tara Wallach finally have kind of one of those games. Yeah. Because um, I, re- I really think, like, she's going to be awesome at some yeah. point. It's going to happen. The, uh, the San Francisco awesome.
1: announcer kept calling her Tara Wallace, which was funny. Yes. That, yeah, guy, was, that guy was really awful. But it was, it was yeah. still pretty funny. Yeah. So, but yeah, she looked, she looked really good. Um, I, I think the other, you know, person who has been um, kind of a bit of a revelation is uh, Tahina, right? Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yep. Uh, I, I the, know, uh, yeah. the that, that's how she's from. It. Yes. So, um, and I'm drawing a blank on exactly which country she's from, but I know she's from. Kosovo. Uh, there you go. From one of those sort of Baltic states over there in Europe. Um, yeah they are outstanding and I'm very excited uh to to watch tahina play um extremely like just like like extremely european is that is that a is that an accurate or or a way no, is that a way exactly, to describe is that a way to exactly describe someone I've, that people will understand a, that's a, like that's
0: exactly how i've described her down yeah. to the down down to the to the to the the knee braces like the knee braces the knee pads
1: yeah um just the game itself is just so european like it is is when we say extremely fundamental like sometimes that can be a little bit of a of of a pejorative but it's like um you know just just sort of fundamental passes not maybe the most athletic kid in the world but really good body control um, makes the right plays um just sort of knows how to get themselves into spots that you know where where they can do some damage it's just it's really like yeah yeah really i don't know like obviously missing crystal ledger ledger walker is you know a, that that's a thing but also you know crystal had her moments of you know some loose loose ball play and so um this team right now to me looks uh i don't know the offense just looks a little more fluid to be honest um you know, and again, Bryce. You know, Bryce Hendricks. Our guy. And I think who,
0: overall, Charlize has been like more efficient with yes. shooting, and and you yes, know.
1: but the ball just yeah. kind of moves a little more freely. Yeah. Um, you know, the 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 turnovers. I think I, I don't know this for sure, but it feels like the turnovers are down a bit. Um, just overall, I again, I don't know if that's actually true because I'm not looking at the numbers, but but just sort of, feel, and maybe it's the nature of the turnovers that could sort of be the situation too, where. The kinds of turnovers maybe are a little less careless, um, as they've been dealing with those. So yeah, yeah, they are the offense looks kind of again out, outside of that, that first half against San Francisco. Um, you know, it's looked very, very good and, uh, is, is, is pretty exciting. Um, it, it looks like there's a lot of potential beyond, you know, Charlie's always going to be the one who, who leads the way, but, um, you know, the, the other players look, look pretty competent. And and it looks like it could be actually fairly exciting.
0: I don't I don't know. Okay. I just – I had so I just – I hadn't seen it. But I just – so I just searched Pac-12 Player of the Week on Twitter because I'm like, I don't know if they've handed it out. But Charlie's had 59 points on the weekend. Yes. And, yes, Charlie Sledger Walker was the Pac-12 Player of the Week. As we um, would expect. As you would expect, yeah, which was one of many that she's accumulated. <laughs> Yeah, I think she had like three or freshman year. It's it, yeah, it's just been, um, you know, when you score as many points as she does, and you do everything the way she does, uh, you, yep. you know, with the assists and the rebounding and the defense, uh, just uh, you know, I it, I'm just starting to call her the greatest basketball player in WSU history at this point. Um, yeah. You could say whatever yeah. Clay did after he graduated, but I what she's doing. I you know, Isaac Fontaine and, and uh obviously Bobby Buckets with two thousand points and stuff, but just to see what she does, it's like every bit yep. of the game that she impacts yeah. like is so incredible, she's incredible. to watch. And, yep. and you incredible. can't and and, and you, you have to associate the, the rise in the program with her. Like it's hard not to given that yep. she came you know, and she's then the, we went the She's to two the main
1: driver. Like, for sure
0: yeah yeah she's incredible and i mean i'll never stop saying not even though anyone who listens to this podcast knows that but anyway so we're rapid fire with that um uh and then the volleyball team uh did exactly what they needed to do if they want to stay on track potentially you know maybe host in the tournament um yep. you know uh is to go down they lost one set total um at the arizona school's um just uh swept arizona state lost the first one against arizona on sunday then came back and won the next three uh so kind of a you know just asserted their dominance down in arizona now sitting at 18 and 9 uh and uh, 11 and 5 in conference play headed into you know some pretty you know pretty big uh um you know games on the stretch against u-dub and uh they have uh utah colorado this weekend and in, in Bowler, if you happen to be around Pullman, um, you know, that you can see them. And then obviously uh, UCLA and UW the week after that, uh, which, you know, I'll be at that Dub game because it is, as many of you probably will, because it is the night before the Football Apple Cup. So yep. um, So big, big stretch of four, which uh, could potentially determine if they get to host uh, in the NCAA tournament. Uh, I think they are, you know, I think they're ranked in around 20 ish right now. And, and, uh, so that to me, that says they potentially could be, you know, they could play their way into, into doing that, which would be a huge thing for them. Um, yep. especially given they're eight and one at home. And, um, and so, yeah, uh, big weekend for them and big games to come ahead.
1: Yeah. Yep. it's very good. I think there was one poll where they were 25 and I think yeah. the other one they were a little higher. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep, really good stuff. Really really good stuff.
0: Yep. Uh keep it going. Keep it rolling volleyball. Obviously, I think at this point it seems like they're headed towards another berth in the in the tournament, but now it's just about how good of a path can you get in that tournament. So, Yep. Um yeah. So, uh I think that's all, Jeff? Uh, we I d- think actually so. No. Um, I, there was a question, and and I say I, I'll ask. I'll you know I know we've taken forever, but let's just get to it real quick. Um, oh damn it, there was more questions. Um, okay, <sighs> I'm sure you could definitely answer this quickly, Jeff. Um, how does the 2022? This is for Mark. How does the 2022 WC football team offense stack up with the 2012 version? I'd say they were not as bad as the 2012 version. Um, no, uh, no bo- both years, but he said the context there, both years of the first year of the air raid or coup grade and wanted to see if there are any similarities in scheme, growing pains, definitely a lot of similarities in formation and, um, and just core principles, but differences obviously being, uh, you know, some of the, the runs they use and the fact that they use a tight end in, in uh, both run blocking and in the, in the scheme for, um, so you have a, you'll have a receiver that starts tucked into the line. That's obviously a very different thing, but, um, but overall there's a lot of similar fundamentals in how the route trees are and, and all that. Um, uh, so they said the air raid does have a bit of an adjustment period from the previous offensive system. Um, and the talent that Dickard inherited is much better than the talent Leach did when he first started. I, I would agree with both of those things. Yes. Um, and so that gives me a bit of optimism to next year. Uh, if we can fix that offensive line. Uh, yep. and then, uh, Brendan had some questions. Um, uh so we already answered this one. Dolores said this game is personal. Is that because of his feelings toward the coaching staff or the administration? We already talked about that at length. Um and then uh number two, obligatory basketball question. How does Yakomovski fit into the rotation? I know it's early, but these minutes have to come from somewhere. Do you cut Robin's minutes? Is Rosario's role reduced eliminated? What do you think? Yes, um well I Yes. Yes. Yeah, so Rodman, um, Definitely, I, I even, even see, you, you can move it on down the line a bit, like, you know, Jay Mullins could sit a few more minutes, um, and then you can fit kind of Bomba in the yeah. two, and they, Yaki at they the did, three.
1: Yeah, they did play, Rodman played a little bit at the three against Boise State, so yeah. for whatever that's worth.
0: Yeah, and I, I definitely, you know, there's definitely going to be some minutes cut, but there are ver- there are plenty of minutes to be cut. Like the the starters have played a lot of minutes in the first yes. two games, yes. So there are plenty of minutes to be cut. Not too worried about it. They def- desperately need that six man that can score. Um, now, I I I think Yakomovsky will come in and be that six man when he comes back. If that's, I uh, yeah. I I I I think that they're not going to push Robin out right now. He's, you know, he gives them what they want. I don't know. And,
1: I don't know. I think it depends on how many minutes Yakomovsky's cleared to play. Um, yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I don't know. That's, it's going to be interesting. Yakomovsky brings such a different element in terms of, you know, people a lot of times I think, think of both of them as, um, you know, shooters, right? Like they, you know, similar styles, but, but I, I don't think that's really no, not not accurate. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, Yakomovsky is a much better shooter. Uh, he's a much, 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 much better passer and he's a better rebounder. Um, like, so, uh, he's a better player and, you know, unless, you know, Yakimovsky is dealing with some sort of pretty severe minute limitation. I don't know, man. I think he probably ends up kind of right back in the, right back in the starting lineup, to be honest. So that's, that's, I, yeah, I differ from you on that one. I think, I think he goes right back in.
0: I will see. I, I I will say. I think this the staff has always really loved DJ Rodman's.
1: No, they do. They do. They do. He's just, you know, for the game. For every time we see a game like game like like against Texas State, game one, right, mm-hmm. where he does these things that are great and they are awesome and they are really important. Like that was a game where, I mean, maybe that game goes differently if he doesn't do what he did. So I, I'm yeah. not trying to yeah. undervalue. His contribution, but then you see a game like Boise state where like his, his limitations become, you know, sort of much more glaring. And he, he is a guy I still think who is, you know, best deployed for 15 to 20 minutes tops um, and not for, you know, 30, whatever he played in that game against Boise. That's, that's not where he's at. He's not a high usage player. Um, he, yeah, and, you know yeah, too many shots down the stretch and yeah and that's not that's not a slam and, on him at I least i hope it's not taken uh, away
0: and i know i know they say it's a hot hand fallacy but i, I think players definitely get hot in, in certain games and you and dj is definitely a guy that is either going to go four or five from three or over five from three and and you could kind of if you see that game isn't there for that him, you can kind of limit him But if he's coming out and he's and he's playing, you know he's hitting threes. You can leave him in and, and let him ride that into as long as he can, because he's definitely a, yep. a guy that is very streaky shooter. Um. So yeah, we'll see. You know, I agree with you. I think Yaki is a better player, but I I don't think the margin is. that too extreme right now unless yaki improves on you know unless yaki is that player that we really think he is um because yaki also is pretty inconsistent like i yeah uh he he could because he his lack of aggressiveness at times um can cause him to kind of disappear offensively and better rebounder yeah i think you're right Um, I think a lot of it is too, with his size as part of that too. Yeah. Um, Rodman, I think probably a better, uh, one-on-one defender. Um, if he's guarding, uh, like a stretch four, uh, I, 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 I don't know. But also I think Yaki's improved quite a bit in that area to the point where it's not as big of a difference as it maybe once was. I, I just see maybe when Rodman comes back, when, when Yaki comes back, I I think you're right in thinking he might be on some sort of limitation, and they and I just don't see them putting him right into the to the, especially because how this much this coaching staff values uh, practice contributions and and how they how they kind of measure those. Um, I think like Rodman would have to lose the job over or you lose the starting position over Yaki taking it back from him. That's what I guess. Right? That's possible. Yeah. And, you know, I think they probably liked that he got 12 rebounds, you know, you know, and although he is turning the ball, you know, in that expanded offensive role, he's turning the ball over more than he ever has in his life and like all that stuff. And so, and, and suddenly his three-point percentage doesn't look very good because he went over five. And so, um, you know, like what you said, if he comes back and he has, you know, Yaki's hopefully coming back by Oregon. So there's a couple more games. We'll see what Robin has and, and see what the thing. And yeah, we didn't answer that quickly because it's a basketball question and we are physically incapable of doing that. Uh, but yeah, those are our questions. Thank you, uh, Brendan and Mark, for sending in questions. I appreciate it. Um, if anyone else wants to send in questions, everyone at gmail.com. That's V-S in the middle. Um, and, yeah, be happy to answer them even when we're already almost two hours into the podcast. Uh, cause you know, we don't record a short podcast around these parts when basketball starts. Um, and if you want to find me on Twitter for however fucking long that lasts, um, I'm at the Craig powers, uh, I will never be paying for Twitter blues. So you may just not be able to see my <laughs> tweets at some point. Um and I uh, Jeff will not be paying for Twitter Blue either, so he is no, at he Pod versus everyone. that Pod versus everyone. Um and uh I will, you know, honestly, if if um if if Twitter shut down, I can see myself posting more on Instagram and TikTok, and you can find me at, at Craig W powers on both of those. Um and maybe Jeff will too. Jeff, you're at NewsCook, right? On I am uh N U S. Nuss Coog um, on Instagram. uh You know, maybe we'll have to have some place, or maybe we'll figure out another way you guys can uh chat maybe. with us. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know about this Mastodon. We're too old for this shit. We, I don't know. We're not know we are going to figure <laughs> that shit
1: out. Yeah, we gotta like figure out a new thing. I'm too old to figure out a new thing
0: yeah we are that is, has that is passed us we might have to have one of the youths teach us i don't know um some of our youths have very kind of like old souls though i i don't know how much they can teach us and i don't think emma gives a shit about Mestodon, so i don't think she's going to teach us um yeah. uh yeah uh but yeah that's that's how you can find us uh please if you're into this whatever hour and 50 minutes that we're at right now almost two hours please subscribe give us a five-star rating you obviously like it so thank you for listening and with that i'll say jeff go
1: kooks. go cougs craig black lives matter
0: black lives matter
1: yeah, get yourself boosted
0: boosted up or vaccinated uh for the first time if you're a former washington state Either football coach
1: still so do that. Yeah.